Welcome to the Square Apple Show. Hi, I'm Dr. Yong Shin Ning. I'm the co-founder of Change Voyage Consulting. After 20 years of corporate life, I successfully transited to be an entrepreneur. Wearing multiple hats as an entrepreneur, adjunct lecturer, mother, wife, daughter, sister, has taught me how to navigate life's challenges. And my secret is the Square Apple. In this show, I will discuss tips and strategies to change the way you think about your personal and professional life. Because if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Ready to activate the square apple in you? Let's begin! Hi, I'm Shinning and welcome to the Square Apple Show. One of my key obsessions is to understand why, if people are faced with the same facts and resources, they can get different insights which leads to different actions. Today, I'll explore why this is so and how you can systematically uncover insights which are missed to the majority. If you make decisions in your daily work, which I'm sure most of us do, this podcast is for you. Let me first start with a story that I encountered in the course of teaching. For purpose of client and student confidentiality, I'm going to mask their identities, but the story is real. As part of the course that I teach in Business Model Canvas, the students need to identify a viable target segment for the food product that the client was selling. The product was a staple food for most Asian families and existing research shows that typically there is high brand loyalty to the product that the family is already consuming. So the students had a very tough product on hand to market. I came across two students, two groups of students, which identify exactly the same target segment, aunties. Okay, I know in a Singaporean context, everybody is an auntie. I'm also an auntie, she's also an auntie, you are also an auntie. So when the students identify this segment, they generically mean ladies who are responsible for the purpose of household groceries and who have a family to feed and have some time at hand to socialize with a network of similar aunties. The first group of students discarded this segment soon after on the premise that these aunties have very strong allegiance to the brand that they are currently already consuming and it would be an uphill task to try to influence them to do otherwise. So they moved on to another target segment which they felt would have a better chance for them to convince a second group of students also identified aunties and came up with the idea of enlisting them to be part of an extended sales force to sell the food product. One of the students used to teach Zumba in a private capacity to a group of ladies and he said that some of the participants leveraged on their network in the class to sell the products and they did well because they are in the trusted circle. This group then went on to develop a business model around leveraging aunties, not only as consumers, but part of an extended distribution channel. They developed mechanisms to encourage aunties to refer the product to their friends and family, not because they needed the money or any incentive, but on the premise that this product is truly beneficial for them. So the focus shifted from selling an indistinguishable utility staple food product in a mass market 
to selling a distributing to selling a unique product through a network of converts. A student in the first group subsequently brought this episode up in a reflection paper that he wrote for the course. He asked the critical question of why did their group abandon the anti-segment when the second group could exploit this group for exactly the same reason that they had abandoned it. He reflected that they had abandoned the segment because they did not want to fight an uphill battle of winning the loyalty of the aunties, while the second group exploited it to their advantage. Why? Before I talk about why, let me explain why being able to see something that others don't is critical to create competitive advantage in business. So that it's clear, I'm not just examining this topic because I'm intellectually curious, but that there's some commercial advantage to it. There is a management theory called the resource-based view of the firm that is widely attributable to Dr. J. Barney. This theory attempts to explain why some firms perform better than others even if they are in the same business environment. These are resources which are valuable and unique to the company and gives it its competitive advantage. Two researchers extended this idea to entrepreneurs and came up with some insights about the valuable and unique resources specific to entrepreneurs. These researchers argued that entrepreneurs have this ability for discovering opportunities when other people would usually have missed it. And therefore, their ability to exploit opportunities when others see none is a key resource that creates competitive advantage. And the question is, can this be learned? And our answer is, yes. How? When I teach students about how to recognise insights, I get them to break it down into three steps. Observations, understanding and actions. This is adapted from a similar three-step process by Dominis Jonathan, founder of Mindscapes. Observation is basically factual. So in the case of story above, aunties have high brand loyalty. This is factual. Secondly, understanding is what you take away from the observation. So one group says that it means that um, the auntie segment is very difficult to penetrate, whereas the other group says that their brand loyalty comes as a result of being influenced by fellow aunties. Action means what they do with a unique understanding. So in this example, they capitalize on the auntie network to win other aunties through various marketing and sales incentives. So based on this OUA framework, there are two steps that you can take to increase your chances of seeing things that others don't. Firstly, recognizing assumptions. I spoke about this before in earlier podcasts, and I still believe that proactively questioning yourself is the most fundamental and key step to harnessing insights that escapes others. When you hold a specific point of view, Ask yourself, what are the inherent assumptions that you hold? List down these assumptions, and for each of them, ask yourself, is it true? Understand what circumstances it is true, and is there any circumstances where it is false? 
students get very confused when I lead them down a path to think about their solution in a particular way. And then I ask them to critically question their assumptions in reaching that solution. It is almost like the left hand is questioning the right hand. I know it can be counterintuitive in the beginning, but this is how you can see what others don't see. So in the first example above, the students paused and challenged themselves on the assumption that the high brand loyalty was a liability to them rather than an asset. Then they would be led on to think how they could make it an asset. In fact, the student also wrote in his reflection that in one of the interviews they had with the respondents, someone did say that their brand loyalty was a result of word of mouth from their own mothers and friends. If they had thought about it a bit deeper, they may have figured out that to exploit their brand loyalty is to write on the word-of-mouth influence within their circle of anti-friends. Secondly, let's talk about how you can translate your understanding into action. I was recently introduced to the writings of Charlie Munger and had been greatly inspired by it. One of the ideas that I really liked is what he said about recognising your own circle of competence or actually incompetence. So essentially, we need to be cognizant about what we know and do not know. In problem solving, usually, we use mental models or frameworks that we are familiar with. I believe in my earlier podcast, I have talked about mental models, whilst useful, can also be limiting. Therefore, to exploit your understanding in a way that others do not, you will need to leverage on a wide variety of mental models that has been acquired through either your work or daily lives. This is also the reason why diversity in a group is important so that different mental models can be applied. One example is my experience in my PhD dissertation. I had wanted to examine the anomaly of why many part-time employees request for reduced working hours and pay and yet eventually work overtime. Initially, when I first embarked on this topic, I wanted to explain the phenomena using the theories of decision-making, which seemed the most logical way to explain the situation. However, as I collected more and more data points, I felt that decision-making frameworks and theories could not adequately explain what people are telling me about their experiences. Eventually, after mulling over it for quite a long time, it suddenly dawned upon me that the phenomenon was best explained through the dynamics of supply and demand of work using the queuing theory. This was the first time in my life I quietly thanked Ms. Tan Kuning, our management science lecturer who taught these to us. The knowledge had been sitting in my head and doing nothing until it was dug out from the deep recesses of my brain to explain a seemingly unrelated topic in a far-flung domain area of human resource. As a result of using management science theory to resolve what, I, what seemed to be a HR or individual decision-making problem, allowed me to suggest many more levers of what companies and individuals could do to address their situation. So today, we looked at some ways of seeing what others don't. Okay, I'm referring to insights, just in case you think I'm talking about something spiritual here. So what did we learn? First, try using my tried and tested techniques of identifying assumptions and challenging them. But it's not enough just being able to identify assumptions and challenging them. 
you need to have what I call the liao in your head, the substance that you can call upon to develop something new and different. Secondly, be aware that your default paradigm may be limiting you. Try using alternative paradigms or you can try to grow your own knowledge by reading more, expanding your social network to expose yourself to people that are very different from you, or you can leverage on a team that has diverse talents and background. What challenges are you facing now? Why don't you try my techniques on them? If you have questions or thoughts on this episode, please connect with me on LinkedIn at bit.ly slash squareapple. That's bit.ly forward slash s-q-u-a-r-e-a-p-p-l-e. Thank you and see you soon. Thank you for joining me today. I'm very honoured to have you here. If you would like to keep going and want to know more about the number one Southeast Asia's leading female entrepreneurship network, head over to Soul Rich Woman at S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com and download the free ebook on how to get clients and multiply your income through personal branding. Remember, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Do subscribe to The Square Apple Show and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye for now.